Hey guys, welcome back to our midweek Wadi College podcast. My name is Caroline Head. I'm a communications intern here at Watkinsville First Baptist Church. And today I've got college pastor Vic Doss here and communications pastor Joel Shinpo. So if you're joining us or you've been with us over the course of this past semester, you know we've been in the book of James. And we really only have one chapter left. But there's been this kind of underlying current in the book of James that we haven't said a whole lot about. We've talked about it from Sunday to Sunday. It'll come up. But this idea of humility that that really underpins the whole book of James um, is pretty pretty important, actually vital to the entire book. And so we thought we would take some time today during the podcast to talk about why that is, why James brings it in what the connection is to the gospel and the rest of the Bible. Uh, so, Joel, what what do you say about this idea of humility as James presents it and why why it seems to be such a big deal to James? Okay, so you know how you go by, I don't know, you go by like a house that's in the mountains or something like that, and you look at it and you're like, wow, that just that looks fantastic. Uh, it just seems so simple. I, I think that's a good way to put it. It seems so simple. And... That's sort of been our aha moment here where we have gone through the book of James teaching it and said, wait a second, if you really want to make James simple and boil it down, then you have to go to this idea of humility. Humility is at the basis of everything. Like Vic said, it's this current that's running through the whole book. It begins in chapter one where James tells the rich that they should take pride in their humiliation Um, that i think that's the first mention of humility and you'll see through each part of the instructions that james gives really at the basis of it there's some sort of idea or command that requires us or outright tells us to be humble and so if you've ever read the proverbs for example as you go through the proverbs you're reading those And then you go and read James. What is it that really connects these two books? And it has everything to do with the wisdom that they provide. And the wisdom that they provide is really, again, you can make it really simple. Humility. Like the best life that you can live is a life lived in humility. So James tells us uh, with meekness to receive the implanted word that's able to save our souls. So he says in meekness and humility. That's how you receive the gospel, uh, and how you receive the gospel is how you walk out the gospel. Um, In chapter 2, he tells us that if we show partiality, um, then we're committing a sin. We're not being loving. We're actually um, disregarding the royal law, which is to love our neighbor as ourself. And when you show partiality, what you're doing is you're being prideful. So you're not living in humility. You're not uh, regarding uh, someone who maybe is poor or less off than you as the same as you. Humility really is us understanding our place before God. And so when we get that, then um, we live like Jesus would. It's, it's living in reality with, with like what's true about who God is and what's true about what our world is and what's true about who we are. And, and that is understanding that we have nothing to offer God uh, that that there's nothing great or about us or like that that makes us special 
it's it's only because God imprints himself on us that makes us special. And so that should make us a humble people, understanding who we are in regards to him. So if you go back to Proverbs, and you will see there that there's really two paths that um, King Solomon, especially in his Proverbs, gives us. He says, here's a path that leads to destruction. And that path is always characterized by pride. And then there's a path that leads to life. And guess what? That path's always characterized by humility. Then you go to James chapter 3, and there's sort of this big moment in the book, at least in my opinion now after kind of studying through it, where James asks this question. He says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. And there he connects those ideas of humility and wisdom. And that it plays out in how we live our lives. And then he, he says, But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, spiritual, and demonic. So he's saying there's two types of wisdom. There's like a earthly wisdom, and that kind of wisdom is the type that that takes us down the path of destruction. It's really not wisdom at all, and it's oftentimes characterized by pride. But then he says there's a wisdom that comes from above, and it's pure, it's peaceable, it's gentle, it's open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Again, all things that relate back to this idea of humility. So, as you look at these two paths that, that come before us, a path that leads to life and a path that leads to destruction, if you want life and life to the fullest, then it takes, it requires humility. And even the passage we looked at last week, you'll see that. You'll see how it plays out. James will tell us not to speak evil of our brothers. And in speaking evil of them, we're actually judging them. Well, what does it mean when you judge someone? It puts you in a place of like high standing where you have made yourself something that you should not be. You are prideful in who you are. So you have judged them and you have judged the law, he says. That's in uh, James 4 at the end of that chapter. But he says, don't speak evil of your brother. So that requires humility. There's often times where we want to speak out against someone because it's true, we say, you know, like Vic, Vic messed up there. So it's just true. So I, I need to like tell everybody that he messed up. And, and, and uh, again, that's pride. But humility says, hey, he messed up, but I mess up every day. And because of that, I choose to not speak evil about him. And, and so it requires humility. So you'll see that in really every instruction, and we are just now seeing that, to be honest, like yeah. where you, you, you say, if I'm going to follow this command, it will absolutely require total humility on my part to walk this out. And that humility is gained by you gaining wisdom and understanding more about who God is and who you are and more in understanding what the gospel is and how that plays out in everyday life. It's never also too much to like emphasize that it's, I feel like it starts in the mind, right? Like humility, like our thoughts mm -hmm. and where we like think yeah. who we think we are before God. I was listening to Tim, Tim Keller sermon the other day that was talking about 
before we come and ask the Lord for something, we really come and ask for wisdom because we come and ask him to heal our perspective, to renew our mind so that we can actually be in a place to receive wisdom in meekness, I think, like what James is saying. Yeah, 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 that's a great point. Vic, you were talking earlier about this idea of how pride uh, is kind of subtle in the sense of um, like you, questions can go one of two ways. Like a, a question can be said in a way where like we're really sincere about it, asking in a way where we because we know we don't have all the information. But sometimes we question in a way where like we're questioning your authority because we think we know better. So explain more about like that idea and what that looks like. It, it feels a little bit of intuitive, but like I know in my own life when I'm asking a question because I want to, because I really want to learn because I don't have the information. And then when I'm asking a question because I'm trying to get the upper hand or uh, I'm, um, there's a motive in my heart that's not, I'm not listening or I'm not asking the question to learn. I'm asking a question so I can respond and give my version of the truth. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the difference. So I, I do, you know, it's subtle. It's again, we've talked about this before. There's not, there's a lot of gray. The the middle of the road's gray, and and this is one of those areas where you just need to continually check your heart. And am I am I asking this question because I genuinely, humbly want to know the answer, or? Is there a little bit of the hiss of the serpent behind it? Does God really know? Did God really say? That that's the question. It's like it, it comes back to an authority issue. Is is and we said this Sunday a lot. Who's on the throne? Have you put yourself in the throne, in the in the seat of the throne, and pushed Jesus aside? Or are you on your face before the throne saying, I humbly submit to your word and your authority? And really, probably all of life comes down to that. Who's who's in charge? Does that answer the question? Yeah, that was good. All right, I'm going Milk Dud now. Milk Duds. <laughs> by the way, this podcast also brought to you by Milk Duds. Did you have one yet? By the way, uh, for the first time ever, I am trying Milk Dud. On the podcast. So on the podcast to here's let the you crazy know. thing about milk gun. Did you get it in your mouth? Did anyone open? You hear that? I expected them to be like little balls. And get instead, ready. they're like little lumps. It's a drop. I would, I would say it's a drop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do like caramel and chocolate. Oh, you're done. Oh. I just dropped one. This is dud so down. Legitimately, this is your dud first down. milk dud. I can't say I've ever had a milk dud before. Amazing, ladies and gentlemen. I always thought they were like, you asked for it, and then what we called them. That's right. No, come and see. Come and you see. Asked for come it. and see. What did I just come up with that? That's the new podcast behind the scenes. You asked for it. That's right. I'm probably eating. You don't want corn it. syrup and like fake chocolate, but. Jen, I guess not. If I Jen, guess it's fine. If you're listening, we did not force him to do this. True. Of his own volition. Well, he was prodded by Caroline. I'm not going to steal any of my kids' Halloween candy that they get that has milk duds. I'll tell you that. 
Mm. Sorry. Well, really? for them. See, here's what you think, though. You're going to walk away. You're going to want it later. And, and later you're going to go, I don't know. I think I want another. All right, guys. Thanks for listening today on the podcast. We hope this is helpful for you, and we'll see you back here next week.